0: Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at cwcbayarea.com for service times and directions. Book of 2 Samuel. I want to share with you a story. Try not to be too long this morning, but I want to share with you just a word that God's placed on my heart recently uh, called Pursuit. And I believe that there's many of us that are running after many things in life, but sometimes we're not running after the right thing. And it's not necessarily that what you're running after is bad. It's just that whatever we run after besides God gets in the way of our pursuit of God. And we're going to backtrack in a moment, but I want to start first with the Scripture, 2 Samuel chapter 7, chapter 2, verse 17. Let me kind of lay what's going on here. King David, uh, his, David's just been anointed king of Judah, while a son of Saul has been anointed king over the rest of Israel. And so there's a transition taking place, a transition of power. David has a following of about 600 men, and Saul's son has his armies that had already been established. and. One day they end up at a lake, and at this middle of the lake, David's men are on one side and Saul's men are on the other. And Abner, the the commander of Saul's son's army, looks at Joab, David's mighty men leader, and says, hey, let's have some sport. You pick 12 of your best men to fight against 12 of my best men. No television, there's no iTunes, no cell phones, and so that was their entertainment. And so the men get together and they begin to battle. As they battle, David's 12 men immediately kill Saul's son's men, just like that. David had some bad dudes, all right? Just the bottom line, these guys knew how to fight. These guys knew how to handle themselves. Why? They had been trained by a giant killer. David taught them how to fight, okay? But then something happens, okay? The fighting goes from bad to worse, and after David's men kill Abner's men, or uh, Abner's men, David's men kind of forget that it was just 12 on 12, and David's army gets up and starts pursuing Saul's son's army, starts chasing them. And everyone's scattered. Everyone's running. Saul's men are like, man, these guys are bad. They're out of here. David's men are like, hey, man, we got these guys on the run. We're going to take the kingdom for our, for our King David. And they're running. Now, I want you to not- notice, notice what happens here. There's this one cat that starts running after the leader of Saul's army. Saul's son's army by the name of Aziel. And as he's chasing him, the dude was Fast. fact the Bible says he was as fast as a gazelle and not only could he run fast but he could run long so he had stamina now Abner in verse 20 says is that you Aziel and he says it sure is look at verse 21 he says Abner said let up on me and pick on someone you have a chance at beating in other words, you might be as fast as me, but you know you're not as good as me. And be content with those spoils, but Aziel wouldn't let up. Someone say, wouldn't let up. Look at verse 22. And Abner tried again. He tries again, man. Turn back. Dude, don't force me to kill you. How would I face your brother Joab? Look at verse 23. When he refused to quit, someone say refused to quit. Abner struck him in the belly with the blunt end of his spear so hard that it came out his back. Ashio fell to the ground and died at once. Hey, PD, that's kind of morbid for a Sunday morning. Pray with me. Father, help in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Everyone say pursuit. I want you to understand something is that we're all pursuing something. The word pursue means to follow after someone or something with the intent to catch it or catch them. It means to continue or to proceed along a path or route. And, you know, my my wife just recently uh, decided to pursue her insurance license, life insurance license. And so for the past month and a half, I haven't seen her. As soon as we get home, she's in there studying. As soon as we get home, she's in there, you know, doing. I'm like, hey, you know, we used to work out together, work together, hang out together, watch TV together, chill together. And ever since she started pursuing that, I hadn't seen her at all. And so just recently, she passed her test. So the test is done. Come on, somebody say amen. I get my wife back for for a little while. Now, the, the thing I want you to understand, pursuing is going after. How many, of you, how many married men are here? Oh, come on. Don't, don't. Let, let me hear. How many married men are in the house right now? All right. Now, I got to ask you this question because my wife tracked me down. But when you tracked your wife down. When my wife asked me to marry her, you know some of you when you went after your wives, how many remember you made sure that your home, your hair was combed, you took a shower, had some cologne on that you whenever that she came around, your stomach went in, <laughs> made sure there were breath mints you were you, you were pursuing you were on pursuit you want, you were going after her with that intent of catching her, of spending time with her, with being with her. We've pursued, many of us have pursued many things. We're all chasing something. Many have chased fame, they've chased fortune, they've chased family, they've chased purpose, they've chased after love, we've chased after prosperity, acceptance, relationship, self-awareness. We've chased after it all, we've chased after stability. Every one of us is pursuing something. Someone say pursue. Every one of us is going, you might be pursuing health. You might be pursuing, uh, you know, acceptance from people. Every one of us is going after something. But I love what Andy Stanley wrote a book years ago called The Best Question Ever. And in his book, The Best Question Ever, this was the best question that he says that every one of us should ever ask ourselves. He says, "In, in light of our past experiences... Our current situation and our future hopes and dreams, is this the wisest thing to do? How many of you have ever asked, Is this the wise choice? Right? Whenever you want to, you want to, you take a look at some of the bad choices you've made in the past, I guarantee you that if you had asked yourself this question, you could have kept from making that mistake. Based on three things. Not is it the wisest thing based on my past experiences, number one. Now, if you're an alcoholic and you need a job, getting a job at a bar might not be a good idea for you. Right? Come, come on. But, but I need a, and We could talk ourselves into anything. Well, I need a job. I got to provide for my family. This is the only place offering me a job. And so we can talk ourselves into things that you know you shouldn't be going in that direction. And so based on my past experiences, secondly, based on my current situation, based on where I'm at right now, is this a good idea? Many of you have the ability to do something, but just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. Say it again, Pastor Dent, we do things based on, you know what, you're trying to get out of debt and you end up going and buying a car, trying to buy a house and you're out there spending money on clothes. You're you're trying to accomplish certain levels of things, but you keep on derailing yourself by doing things and making choices that don't agree with where you say you're going. Because he says that it's your, your, it's, your cho- it's your decisions, not your intentions, that lead you to your destination. And many times we are making choices that don't agree. Now you intend to end up somewhere else, but you end up somewhere else because your decisions don't match your intentions. And so lastly, based on our future hopes and dreams. Now, you say you want to get married, you want to have a family, but but you're whoring around like, like you have no idea about who's going to be your next person. Because the choices that you make today are going to affect who you're going to be with in the future. Come on, somebody. Because whatever you do, these choices Is this the wisest thing to do? You could keep yourself from so much heartache if we were to ask these questions before we went after certain things. Now, I want you to recognize something. Just because you could do something doesn't mean that you should. Now, I want to take you, as we we see what's happening, first thing I want you to see is this. Everyone say number one. It's easy to get caught up in the moment. And whatever you're pursuing... It's easy to allow your surroundings to pull you into something that you weren't planning on doing. Now, remember, the children, the, the armies of Israel are on one side; David's armies are on the other. When the fight happens, it was just supposed to be for sport. But after the the, the initial thing took place. David's men get up and they begin to pursue. They begin to run after Saul's men. And in that pursuit, they got caught up in the moment. They hadn't planned on having a war. They hadn't planned on fighting. Listen, many of you don't plan on ending up addicted. You don't plan on ending up bankrupt. You don't end up plan on having a bad marriage. You end up getting caught up in the moment of a situation. You don't plan on having an affair, but all of a sudden, you get caught up in the moment of the flirtatiousness at work. You get caught up in the moment of the things going on around you that what you didn't plan on doing, you end up doing. And it's very easy for us in, in, in our lives to allow ourselves to get caught up in the moment. And many of us live based on environment rather than on choice. You're a chameleon. Whatever environment you walk into, you become. ASEO could run. This dude was born to run. He had a gift at running, but his ability became his liability. Say it again, Pastor. His ability became his liability. I'm here to tell some of you. Some of you are talented. Some of you are blessed. Some of you are anointed. Some of you are gifted. But the very gifting God gave you has become a liability in your life. Because you're trusting more on your gift than you're trusting on the giver. Man, it's quiet in here. The excitement of the chase became too powerful for them. And so they begin to chase after, you know, you weren't planning on clubbing. But then that friend shows up and says, hey, come on, let's let's just go out. Let's just go blow off some steam before you know it. You get in an environment that is stronger than your character. And when the environment is stronger than your character, you begin to blend into your environment instead of changing your environment. Second thing you want, I want you to recognize everyone say number two is just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. Many troubles start from bad pursuits. I want you to take a look at your life right now. Think about the last bad decision you made. And I guarantee you it's because we went after something that we should have never went after. Whether it's a financial purchase, whether it's a relationship whether it's a, you know a, a business choice, a job change or things like that, when just because we can, many times we end up in trouble because we start off with bad pursuits, we went after the wrong thing. And if you want to be successful, it is important that you operate with self-control. The problem is many of us can't control our environments because we can't control ourselves. When we learn to control ourselves, See, listen. I want you to just everyone say this with me. It's okay, it's okay to, say no. to say no. There are some things that you say no to that give you the power to say yes to the right things. Listen, listen, dude. Just because she walks up to you and says, "Hey, you're you're handsome," it's okay to say no. Well, you know what? You know that's how affairs get started. Come on. Well she 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 threw herself at me pastor she came up to me or he came up and said something to me it's okay to say no it's okay to walk away from situations it's okay to say no to certain things and i want you to understand something that when we learn to say no we operate to we it empowers us to give us the ability to say yes to the right things everyone say number 3 notice this there are some things that are too dangerous to chase Asiel took off running after Abner, and he's going after him, and he's running, and Abner's like, hey, Asiel, is that you? And he's like, yeah. He goes, I kind of figured because there's no one else that can keep on running like you are. And he says, hey, dude, turn, around, turn away from me. Don't, don't follow me anymore because go, go chase after someone else that you know you can beat. Take their stuff from them because I don't want to hurt you. Listen, I need you to understand something. Some things are moving away from you on purpose. Some things are running away from you, not because they're afraid of you, but because they're trying to protect you. Come on, say it again, pastor. Some things are running away from you because they're running away from you for your own good. And yet you keep on pursuing. Every one of us is pursuing something. We're running after something. And here, Asiel, he has three different occasions that he has an opportunity to stop and realize that where I'm running right now is leading to destruction. God will always give you a way out. God will always give you an opportunity to stop and I've seen too many great young men, too many great young women where their relationship with God is destroyed because they begin to pursue the wrong thing. That's quiet. That thing in and of itself isn't bad. Relationships aren't bad. Finance aren't bad. Marriage is great. Family is are great. The problem is is that when you're chasing something that you're not ready for where you don't have the character to deal with that 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 new level in life. That you can't bring a high school work ethic into college. Come on, you can't bring a singles mentality into a marriage. And yet many, many individuals aren't ready to grow up to that next level. Some things are running away from you for your own good. Well, how come I can't, how come I can't catch this? How come I can't go over this? I need you to understand that some things are running away from you to protect you. Let me just say this. Some of you are running after some things you need to just stop. I remember when I was, I get into situations with my parents or begin to argue My my mom would just say, you know, I could could take my mom farther than I could my dad, okay? My dad had a short fuse, and so, but with my mom, I could stay on my mom and just kind of keep on pushing and so forth, and then my mom would get to a point where she say this, I know that was it. She goes, you better stop. Whenever mom got to the point, you better stop, then I knew, okay, that's, you're done. (laughs) Mom is small, but she, she can, okay, I'm done, I'm done. I won't say anything else. Some of y'all just, you just need to stop. Just need to stop. Stop pursuing things that you know you have no business pursuing. Uh, I, I, let me ask you a question. Everyone say number four. We're almost done, so stay with me, okay? You still with me? Look at this. Let me ask you a question. What will you do when you catch it? What are you going to do when you get there? I'm grateful for the things I chased that I didn't catch. There were some things I pursued that I didn't get. And I'm grateful for it. There were some things that I ran after that I wanted that I didn't get. And I'm grateful that God kept me. From those things. And it's many times God is protecting me from my own stupidity. From things that I've chased after that I knew I had no business going after. I'm here to tell you something this, this morning. Listen, what are you pursuing? Whatever you're pursuing right now, I got questions that I want you to answer right now. That whatever it is that you're going after, whatever it is you're trying to attain, that will, will it help you or hurt you? Ask yourself right now, what it is that I'm going after? Will it help you or hurt you? If you get it, will it help you become a better man, a better woman? Or will it destroy you? Will it make you a little weaker in that area? Will it strengthen you or weaken you? Will you become a better mom? Will you become a better husband? Will you become a better father? Or will it weaken you? What you're chasing after, will it make you closer or farther away from God? If you get that job, are you going to be closer to God or farther away from God? If you get that promotion, are you are going to be closer to God or farther away from God? Are you going to be closer to your family or farther away from your family? Whatever it is you're pursuing, is it going to take you closer or farther? Is it going to make you better or worse? Are you going to become a worse person or a better person as a result of what you're running after? Is it going to take you higher or is it going to take you lower? Are you going to find yourself in new levels or is it going to destroy you? I'm here to tell you something. That many of us are running after things that we have no business running after. As your pastor, I only have one thing that I can do. It's not about having a great service for you to attend. My goal isn't to have a great service. Our goal is to get you into the presence. Our goal for me is to run after God. And if I can run after God and get you to follow me in running after God, if we can pursue God, if we can reach his presence, if we can have an encounter with God, everything about your life will change. It's not about having the greatest uh, greatest stage or the atmosphere or the lights. It's all about getting you into the presence. It's the presence of God. And when you find yourself pursuing things that are taking you away from the presence, you're in trouble. First Timothy chapter six, worship team, if you would help me. Timothy tells it's being told by Paul. But you, Timothy, man of God. Listen to me. Put your name in that place. But You. Whoever you are, man of God, woman of God, but you, Samson, man of God, but you, Anthony, man of God, but you, Paul, man of God, but you, Angie, woman of God, but you, Miggy, woman of God, from all of, from, run from, for your life. Now, I love this. We're always telling people to run after certain things. Run after your dreams, run after your hopes, run after your, your, your desires. But here Paul tells young Timothy, run for your life. Run away from these things. There's certain things that, that wisdom says, don't run to, but run away. I love what Paul tells Timothy. He tells him, flee youthful lusts. You know, don't stand there, see how long you can handle it. There's certain things that Paul understood. You just, can't, you just can't stand there. Yet she may be pretty. She might be batting her eyes at you, but you're married. You're a man of God. He might be handsome, but you're a woman of God. You don't stand there and see how long you can handle it. You run. Your strength is shown when you know what to run from. He says this Pursue. Run for your life from all of this, and you want to know what all of this is? Look at verse 10 of chapter 6. He says this, pursue a life of righteousness. What should we be running after? Pursue a life, of pursue a righteous life, a life of wonder. Come on, somebody. A life of faith. Come on. A life of love. A life of steadfastness and courtesy. Run hard and fast in the faith. I love that. Run hard. and fa- Fast and furious ain't got nothing on this right here. Run hard and fast. God don't want no sissy. He doesn't want someone sitting in the corner doing nothing. He's saying this. I want you to pursue, but I want you to pursue the right thing. I want you to run. I'm not telling you not to run. I'm not telling you not to, not to pursue. I'm telling you, run after the right thing. Go after the right thing. Run after it. Pursue it. Accomplish it. Overtake it. Grab a hold of it. Seize the faith. Seize the eternal life and the life that you were called to. The life that you so fervently embraced in the presence of so many witnesses. What are you pursuing today? Stand to your feet. What are you pursuing? What are you pursuing? Many of us are running after things. I've been there. I ain't putting you down. I've been there. I've run after things. But I love what Nina said when she was here from Frontline years ago. She says, you know, I didn't... When I started following Christ... I wanted a husband, I wanted a family, but when I started following Christ, I started following Christ, and as I followed Christ, I found a husband. When I followed Christ, I found a family. When I followed Christ, I found success. Many of us are running after the hands of God, not the heart of God. We're looking for what God has in His hands, and when you don't get what you want immediately... We walk away because we're looking for satisfaction. We're looking for desires to be met rather than running after God. If I get God, I get all those things. When I ran after God, I got a beautiful wife. When I ran after God, I had a beautiful family. When I ran after God, I didn't run after money. Money found me. Blessing found me. Success found me. I didn't have to look after it. It ran after me because When you follow God, goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Jesus gave us an invitation. He's walking on the beach and he sees these guys mending nets and tying them up. And he just walks by and says, hey, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. They walked away from their business. They walked away from their way of life. They walked away from their lifestyles. They just dropped it and they followed him. Jesus never called you to say a prayer. He said to follow me. Follow me. If you are not following Christ, I don't care what prayer you prayed it's about following it's about following who are you pursuing right now who are you following listen if you're going to follow someone you better know where they're going you bet you you know early on in the early days of masters commission we didn't have internet there were no cell phones yeah a long time ago Okay, And so when we left Little Manteca and we drove here to San Jose to minister, I had a white van and the team followed behind me in the church van. Now, it's cool in Manteca because there's only like two or three at that time white vans. But when you pull into the Bay Area, they thought they were following me. Once they got into the Bay Area, they when the merging started taking place, they ended up behind another white van. And as I'm getting off on Capitol Expressway from 680, I look and I see them going straight, following another white van. I had no phone to call them. They had no address to know where we were headed. There was no MapQuest. There was no email. There was no, hey, and they, they just took off. And we had a church to minister at. Good intentions don't mean a thing. They intended to follow me. They just got distracted and ended up on the wrong direction. You didn't intend to end up where you're at right now. You started off with a good heart. And I know you still have a good heart. But stop staying lost Because you're not operating in a time where there is no communication. All you have to call out is the Holy Spirit, who's our GPS, to get you back on track again. One prayer away, one declaration away, one decision away. Make a choice to start pursuing God. Hands up all over this place right now. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at cwcbayarea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash CWC Bay Area.